Welcome to Rebels Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. What is up, movie fans? And nerds alike, don't adjust your dial. This is a special bonus 3FN Movie Club Review Edition. And of course, we are going to be reviewing the brand new movie Prey. The Hulu original, I should say. Movie Prey. But before we get there, I am your host of the 3FN Podcast. My name is Rich. And the nerds are all here for this review. Of course, he is the man that time has never forgotten. And if he was back in 1719, he would have crushed Predator ass. We're talking about Ron. No, I would try to, but I mean, she was pretty high. I probably would crush her ass. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And of course, the man that doesn't need an introduction yet has the longest introduction all podcasting, although I'm going to abbreviate it briefly. Hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. The leader of the Minnows Gang. Your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. The man, the myth, and the legend, Diesel. I'm the only man the Predator runs from. <laughs> that is pretty true. I think that you could take the Predator. Oh, oh I would take the Predator. Ah, you take it. You would take, well, technically, the predator is androgynous. So, whatever orifices you can get to, sir, it's all on you. If it bleeds, I can fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Great timing, great time. Of course, this is a special 3FN podcast bonus episode of the 3FN Movie Club. And that is because we are going to review the movie Prey, but we're going to do it in the same style we do the 3FN Movie Club, which is going to be... We're going to give you all the stats. We're going to give you our spoiler-free re, uh, recommendations. And then we're going to play the alert. And we're going to go in the spoiler zone. Then we're going to play the game. Then we're going to give our scores in that order. But before we do all of that, I just want to hit you guys off with a little information. If you would like to find out more about the 3FN Podcast, you can do so by going to 3FNPodcast.com. There you can find our social media links, our links to the t- our public store, our links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FNPodcast, the links to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast, friends of the show, music of the show, and of course our local sponsors, all in one stop shop, 3FNPodcast.com. Look in the liner notes of this very episode to get that. Are you gentlemen ready to jump on in to the spoiler-free portion of this review? Here we go. Uh, Let's go with the Google synopsis of this film. We always like to rank these because sometimes they're really bad, sometimes they're good. Here's what the Google synopsis is. A skilled Comanche warrior protects her tribe from a highly evolved alien predator that hunts humans for sport, fighting against wilderness, dangerous colonizers, and this mysterious creature to keep her people safe. Teasel, what is your rating of that synopsis? A 2 out of 10. That is... <laughs> wow. I, I just want to point out that the Predators doesn't just hunt humans for no. sport. <laughs> but, you know, hey, nice, nice, hey man, nice shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so this movie, of course, came out on Hulu on August the 5th. Uh, there is no box office for the f- this film, obviously, because, let's be honest, it is... 
and made all going to Hulu original. Hopefully, they will put it in the theaters because that's one of the things I would like to see. There was a rumor running around that if it did well enough on the stream, they might put it on the theaters for a week or two. If that's the case, I will see this on the big screen. Ooh. That's giving you a little tease for later. Uh, the movie was directed by Dan Trachtenberg. He's done a lot in TV, Black Mirror, The Boys, but the most thing, the biggest thing he's known for, and the real only major movie he's ever directed, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I was also a big fan yeah. of. I know Diesel was a fan of it, yep. Ron as well. Uh, this movie was written by Dan Trachtenberg and also Patrick Eisen. Uh, Patrick Eisen is also a big-time TV writer. He's uh, wrote for Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, Wayward, Treadstone, just to name a few. And, of course, Prey is his first major motion picture that he has written for. Uh, this movie stars... You know what? There's not any huge stars in this movie, and that's not a bad thing. I think that uh, we'll get into it when we talk about it later, but I think everybody outperformed. I can't wait to see them in more. Uh, once again, a lot of these people, I'm not going to name like their things because a lot of it's smaller roles, so we're just going to go with who they are. Amber Midthunder played Naru. Uh, Dakota Beavers played her brother, Taib. Uh, Dane DeLagario played Pre the Predator proper. Uh, Storm Kip played Wasap. Uh, Michelle Thrush played Aruka. Julian Black Antelope played Chief Kihuto. Stephanie Mathias played Sumu. Uh, Bennett Taylor played Raphael. Mike Peterson played Big Beard, which is the uh, pirate-looking colonizer. Yep. Uh, Nelson Lies played Waxed Mustache, which is the only one that had a speaking role yep. of the colonizers. Uh, and then so many more in the backup roles. But, uh, man, I want to just throw it out there, and I know we don't usually do this until the, the spoiler full part but I'm, we're not going to go into scenes I thought the acting of this movie was very superb and I hope every one of these actors gets some jobs off of this I know yes. this was a, uh, the first big movie for a lot of them including uh, the writer of the film so I hope this leads to more stuff for them especially being in the Disney family on Hulu and I think that everybody can agree on that here yes with that being said though it is now time to give our spoiler free recommendations so how we do that thumbs up Thumbs in the middle or thumbs down, and why? Spoiler free. We'll start with Ron. What is your recommendation for Prey? Thumbs up all day long. If you're a Predators fan, watch this. If you're not, this can get you into it. Um, it's a solid movie all the way around, and it's on Hulu. Well, I mean, if you already have Hulu, just, you know, do it. Watch it. Hey, I also got to say, impressive enough for Hulu, only a three-minute commercial in the beginning, because I have the commercial part, because yeah. I have the package. Only a three-minute commercial in the beginning. No commercials throughout. Yeah, mo most most of the movies, is you get, you just get the, the like, three... I think the one I did before this was, like, a four-minute one, but there was nothing during the movies. Well, don't ever watch a movie on Peacock, then. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Mm. Yeah, Peacock is horrible. Uh, Diesel, what was your recommendation for Prey? I'm coming in as the person that represents the people that don't really watch the Predator movies. Two thumbs way, way up. This was a phenomenal film. All right, awesome. And I am also going to agree with these two gentlemen. Highest regards, thumbs up, love this movie. If you're a Predator fan, you're going to love this movie. If you love action movies, you're going to love this movie. If you're a movie of historical pieces, you're probably going to still love this movie. Uh, it, it fires on all cylinders. That's kind of like going to be like a tease of where we go, but it fires on all cylinders. Now it comes the warning part. If you have not seen Prey yet, and want to see it before and not to have it be spoiled, this is your time to stop this bonus episode and then come back after you've seen the movie and hear what we have to say. However, if you've seen Prey or you don't care about having it spoiled, we are going to enter the spoiler zone after this alert and go into our full review of the movie Prey right now.
We are now in the spoiler zone. We are going to be talking about the good and the bad of the movie before playing the game. And then, of course, getting it on for our scores. Listen, I'm going to start this off with the good. I'm a huge Predator fan. I know Ron is also a fan of the movies. Diesel, not a fan of the Predator movies technically, but... He did. You heard him his recommendation. Everybody's here, so the good is going to far outweigh the bad. I'm going to. I'm going to promise this. So I'm going to kick this off by saying I already said the acting was good, so we're going to skip past that. I thought for a story, Predator movies have been falling on their asses for a while. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Predators was okay. That was yeah. the one we're on the alien planet. The Predator, he at best. It. That one I didn't watch. Uh, I am one of the, the alien versus Predator movies were terrible. They in were, my opinion. I, I watched them multiple times, but they were horrible. I am one of those weird people that does like Predator 2. There's not a whole lot of us out there, but I'm not saying it's the greatest movie, but I enjoy it. And the original Predator, of course, I enjoy a lot. It's a very good movie. As far as action movies in the the 80s, there's a lot of flaws, but it's still great. Arnold being Arnold in the prime of Arnold is all you needed to know. And Carl Weathers is in the fucking movie. (laughs) Jesse Ventura in the movie. Uh, So with that being said, this movie, I understand why it didn't go to the theaters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because and, and, and that's why I'm not going to say this is a bad thing there wasn't in the theater I get why Disney was tentative because they have fallen on their face you spend all this money put it in the theater if it falls on its face we're out a shit ton of money so with that being said though man they should have really put it out in the theaters yeah. but that's why this movie has a big movie feel that's the first good thing that I like it has a gigantic movie feel it's a Hulu original technically and it's got this big cinematic feel to it the set pieces look amazing. The settings are amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. The, the 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 special effects in this movie are amazing. Like this is a movie that looks like it would have been made for a silver screen, if you will, and instead it was on Hulu. And you don't usually see the made-for-network films. They're, they're either too clean or you know their 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 special effects aren't great. This didn't have those problems. And I think that that's one of the big positives. Did you guys see any problems with any of the settings and special effects in, in prayer? Do you guys agree that they were very good? Uh, the Most of the visual effects were super solid. Some of like the animals uh, going up the food chain type thing and a couple of the later scenes, you could tell it was definitely made for not theatrical release. They skipped a couple steps, but overall, they knocked it out of the park. Okay. Ron? Yeah, I mean, it, it's all... Just like you can tell, like like you said, going up the food chain of the animals, that most of them were CGI. You could just tell, but it, it wasn't. It didn't take away from it. Like it actually helped the story. I you think. Mean, you mean the predator didn't really wrestle a bear, or, or the deer <laughs> that she was chasing at first? I just gotta. But uh, no, anyways. So going back to it. So like when we get to this part of the, you know, like the movie itself, the storyline is a beautiful storyline. It's taking place in 1719. This is the predator's first foray to America or Earth, as far as we know. And I like how they, they showed it. You're, you're, you're dealing with the Comanche, uh, a respected and feared tribe, known for their hunting abilities, known to be badasses. You know what I mean? They were one of the, the Indian tribes that fought you know, tooth and nail against mm-hmm. colonizers. And, and they were one of the toughest. And I love how they portray the Comanche in this film, right down to the Comanche language, which unfortunately we don't hear a ton of it you can you can watch it in Comanche with the Comanche dub, but like I, I wish that I, I should wait for negatives for that. But I wish there was more of the speaking. We'll talk about that in negatives. Uh, but the sign language because they did use sign language was great or motions like what you would say with sign language yeah. to to motion to each other. The hunting methods, the tools that they use, all of it very good. The fact that they use dogs. Mm-hmm. Which was actually a real thing that they use dogs, which is awesome because that's one of the bright spots is the dog in this film. But then you have the predator. 
And as a Predator fan, it would have been easy to take the Predator that we know with all the weapons and everything else that we've seen the Predator with in, in future movies and go, okay, that's just the Predator's going back then. Yeah. But no, 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 no. This is a more primitive version of the Predator even. I understand alien life form that gets dropped off from a spaceship on Earth. So it, it can cloak itself and is, is invisible. And I'm like, oh, it's... it's, it's cool. But no. Later in the movies, the little... The, the gun that the, the Predator has is a laser gun. And this, it's like almost like bolts of uh, 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 arrows. It's kind yeah. of like a, a space-age yeah. arrow, if yeah. you will. And it only has three. It's not like an unlimited source of going. The discs with the razors on them are like in the beginning of phases of what he's doing. Even the explosives. You know, we saw that thing pretty much use a, like a nuclear level bomb in part two. Yeah. And these are smaller explosives that the Predator is using. So it's like a more primitive version of the Predator. And you're seeing like where... The starts, even the helmet, the helmet yeah. looks like it's made of bone. Yeah. Of some kind of like animal from another planet, obviously. But it's not the metal chic helmet that we get used to seeing later in, in, in the Predator run. So this is all like a primitive thing. And I like how they did that. How did you guys feel about how they portrayed the Comanche and also the Predator? I thought it was great. Um, again, I'm not the most experienced person in the Predator franchise, but I thought the look of the Predator was cool. The use of weapons, granted, it was, you know, like, space-age type stuff, but like you said, it was not unlimited laser beams. It was these three bolts that he had to retrieve. The shield thing that popped up that he could, you know, just slice somebody's head off with. Awesome looking. My favorite was the net that just disintegrated the person. Yeah. That was cool. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then the Comanches were f absolutely fantastic. All of them, even, like, the ones that were kind of like the asshole friends of the brother, like, the other big hunters of the tribe. They portrayed very well, and some of them were hateable. Yeah, oh yeah, very much so. Great. Like, uh, yeah. Your thoughts? Oh, everything was fine. Like it, when you got there, like you saw, you know, the evolution. If you've seen the other movies of where the predators would go to, you know, the fact that they're like you said, it's three bolts. The helmet looks like a skull. I think it, like one of the dogs from like the Predators or something. I think it was. The, the, the yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't. I don't know if it was that or not. I'm just throwing guesses out there. Yeah, some kind uh, of foreign animal. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but it's. You know, it just shows, you know, like, hey, he wasn't super advanced. So, and it's a perfect point of the story. It's still advanced, but not super advanced. So, absolutely. Uh, one of the other things that I really dig about this movie is with the Predator itself, giving the Predator morals and ethics. So, we find out during the movie in, in, in that the Predator doesn't like to be handed things, it doesn't like trapped, I think, it only wants to hunt what it can fight. Yep. So if you can fight the predator, the, the better the be you know it is the better. We see at one point in juncture, uh, Naru is stuck in uh, a bear trap, and the predator just like, no, nope, not gonna mess with you because you're in a bear trap. You're not a threat. I need something that will fight me. It gets in this fucking knockdown drag out brawl with a fucking grizzly bear, yeah. and it's phenomenal. And the grizzly bear does some damage. Oh. The predator has to like heal itself, but the predator wins the day. It is it's just this really cool though ethics and stuff about this predator going no. If I can't hunt you, if I can't fight you, I don't want anything to do with you. And I thought that was interesting to give the Predator, which is kind of an animal, more yep. of a human feel to it. I don't know if you guys noticed that. If you did, what did you think about it? Yeah, it was pretty cool. The whole thing of threat assessment was a very overwhelming arc of the movie itself. With That's why Naru you know, was able to go around the Predator as much as she did without being assaulted by it because he didn't view her as a threat or they didn't view her as a threat. I really enjoyed that that little plot device right there. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was definitely solid. I mean, they kind of hinted at that before, 
in other movies, but it was never as shown fr- in the front as it is mm-hmm. here. So. Definitely give you the, the backstory. Yeah. Once again, we're going to talk about that in a minute, too, because I want to talk about how they tied into a lot of things. One of my favorites, though, is also, on the same level, the journey of our hero, Naru. Her brother is this warrior. Like, the like I would call him a superhero warrior. Like, her brother is, like, the, he's the perfect hunter. He's the, the, you know, the most respected, stays, you know, thing. He becomes the war chief. Yep. And here, here's Naru who wants to just be a hunter. She wants to go there. And she has the skills. And she has the knowledge. She's a great tracker. We find all these things out. But it's for some reason, she can't put it all together. And this movie is the, the story of how she goes from this girl who somehow, even with the talents, still fucks up. Can't get the rabbits with, 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 her, with her axe. Even though we see her practicing and throwing it and retrieving it. And then as the movie goes on, we see her get better mm-hmm. and better and better and then she's improvising like hooking the rope the makeshift rope onto her axe so she can retrieve it quick and ring it back to her and it's amazing and then you know into the final fight with the predator and she is its adversary so you look at it and you're just like this this hero's built for her i thought was phenomenal throughout the movie it, we didn't get a ready-made hero like the synopsis makes it sound like we had this hero that was flawed I mean, gets stuck in a fucking bog because of her own kind of stupidity. Yeah. yeah. But then learns from that and uses that later in the movie when she's facing the Predator. I thought that this, I thought the story of Naru is, is amazing. I don't know. How did you guys feel about the story of Naru? Yeah, I thought it was a great arc. When we first heard about this movie and it was like, in the back of my mind, when they we read the basic synopsis of it, I was like, ooh, they might push this a little too hard girl power thing. They played this perfectly. It wasn't, you know, this girl power thing. It was... She even talks to her mother. He's like, why do you want to do this? Because you all think I can't. Great motivation. And then when, as she's learning and she, again, with the mother, you know, when you go hunting, uh, your brother does it so he can survive. So we can, we can survive. As soon as she goes off on her own and makes it her mission to track the predator and she's away from her camp, that's when, you know, she's able to finally start hunting the rabbits. She misses that first, but then she uses her own little twist with adding the rope to the the axe and then you don't actually see her actually kill the rabbits but you see her walk up and she's got a whole bunch of rabbits strapped to her you're just like all right she's learning and she's hunting for survival now this is because if you fail you die and that's when she you know comes into her own it's a great coming of age story essentially yeah no it is definitely solid that whole thing like you see her in the beginning she messes up with the deer she tries to go after the bear the bear doesn't happen The, the predator takes care of the bear which was an, an amazing freaking fight yeah. sequence on both ends. Her mm-hmm. and the bear, and the bear fighting her, and then the predator coming along. And then you just, like you said, I missed the part where she hunted the rabbits. Because I'm like, oh, she, you know, I saw where she missed. I'm like, and Diesel and I were talking, I'm like, she missed. She's like, she was a horrible hunter until she got the predator. He goes, she, and you're just like, she got the rabbits. I'm like, she got the rabbits? She had all the pelts on <laughs> <Yeah>. the back. <laughs> so, and then, then I saw I rewatched it last night, and I'm like, and I sent it immediately, sent him text. Oh, it was off screen. 10 yeah. got it. Yep. yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, like I said, coming into the finals of this movie, it's her knowledge and her being able to learn and adapt that's the real reason that she can defeat the Predator. Because everything she's learned, whether it was really quickly how to fire a little handheld musket, to uh, watching the Predator fire his arrows and realizing that wherever the laser pointer is from the helmet is where the arrow goes, not where he fires at. Yeah. Because he, she learns that in the battle where her, bro, her brother loses his life. To the fact that she got stuck in a bog like an idiot. 
earlier yeah. in the movie, she uses all of that because in the final scene, she lures the, the predator, gets the helmet off of it, runs away with it, sets it up, tracks it to the bog, predator gets stuck in the bog, and as the predator goes to shoot her with his arrows... She, it, the the helmet comes on and is directed at the the predator's head. <laughs> so when the predator fires, because the the when he aims and gets ready, that's when the lasers come on from the helmet. The laser is now pointed at him. He's aiming at her, but once he fires it, it swings around, and you get this great scene of the predator looking as the you know bolt goes right through his head, and you're just like, that's that's the best part of this movie. Because yeah. all of that builds to going everything she's learned came into the final, including learning the gun, because she uses the gun when it's distracted to shoot it. In the back of the head to knock the mask off so she can take the fucking mask. Not to defeat it. Like So everything is like this really cool, she's built upon everything to get to where she's gotten. And I, I really dug that. Once again, going back to my last dig, and then I'm going to turn it over to you guys in case I missed anything and anything you want to add. Was, as a Predator fan, seeing some of the things that we would see in later movies make their appearance in this movie. Like, the way the Predator hunts. Uh, the skinning. You know, when he skins the fucking snake is wild. Yeah. You know, the fact that we get to see like the ripping out of the spinal cord in the head, which is normally his trophies, and then seeing him use this mist kind of thing yeah. to disintegrate the skin off of it so he has the, the bone and he has the one skull because he, he because the wolf got some uh, licks on him. He uses that skull to put on his belt because he thinks that that's the alpha predator. And then he comes into the, the bear and then, of course, the humans. And he's, he's, he's just trying to find the alpha predator, the, the, the prey that's the hardest. And throughout that, and one of the biggest ones that a lot of people miss, and I love this. So there's a scene in the movie where the colonizers are taking them. And, of course, they're the bad guys of the film. No, they weren't colonizers. They were French trappers. Well, yeah. Well, they, they, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're French trappers, which goes to the whole trapping animals as opposed to hunting animals. Right, right. So, anyways, they're kind of the bad guys of the film, yeah. even more so than the predator. Yeah. And with that being said, at one point in juncture, one of them loses a leg. If you save my life, I will give you this gun. It's a handgun. and I, Hand musket, technically. And I will teach you how to fire it. And so she does while well, she's fixing up the leg. And that's where she discovers that the root makes you invisible to the predator. It makes you... Your blood your, run cold. Your, your blood run cold, yes. So because of that, that's why she eats that before she fights the predator. Because then the predator can't see her. Like, full on until she moves. Which is fucking ingenious. Okay. And so... When you get to all of these things, that gun, I don't know if people picked up on this, is the gun that the Predators in Predator 2 give to Danny Glover as a trophy for defeating one of the Predators. Mm-hmm. That is the gun. Now, mind you, it ends up back with the tribe, and there is a bonus scene, for those of you who know, of the ship coming back. So, I would assume there is going to be a sequel to this, because obviously they got to get that gun. But it is the same gun that Danny Glover ends up with at the end of Predator 2. And that, paying attention to detail for me, went, fuck yeah, this movie is amazing. I want to turn it over to you guys. I'm going to turn it over to Ron first. Is there anything else that you liked about the movie I might have missed, or did you want to go even further on? The the fact that how they separated the languages. Like, yes, it is in English, so the tribe is speaking English, and but the French trappers, they have no idea what they're saying. like, Like, they're starting to say something, and they're just like, looking at him like he can't talk like and i thought it was great through the whole thing you have the one 
you know, uh, the mustache guy, you know, yeah. he's he can speak a lot of languages and he says that. And that's the only conversation you have between them. And so it's like separating it there instead of it being like everybody speaks English. You know, it's it's actually, you know, Comanche talking through the movie that you pick up on later that it's that's what it's supposed to be. I thought that was really good how they did all that. Awesome. Yeah, I did enjoy the use of language because, you know, with the, the trappers there. You don't need to know what they're saying. Yeah. You know it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it adds, like, they did this in um, Wolverine Origins, uh, the second one, where everyone's speaking Japanese and there's no subtitles for it. So yeah. you as a viewer are in the same boat as the main character, like, what are they saying? And you have to pick up on other tells, yeah. you know, visual stimulation and stuff like that. I thought that was great. I thought the dynamic between the brother and sister was also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, they obviously loved each other very much. But she was super jealous of him. Oh, yeah. And then when he admits to her, like, when she failed hunting the cat, you weakened it. I, I just scooped up the, the mess, and I'm the hero for it. It was really cool. It was a cool moment, which built up her esteem and, you know, gave him some humanity, too. Like, he's not Superman. He's He needs help, too. It yeah. was great. I thought it was yeah. all around, all the arcs were phenomenal. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, if that's going to do it for the good, I've only really got one thing for my pad for this movie. And it goes, and I do like to think about the language that you brought up. The one thing I do wish, and I know you can watch it in the Comanche dub. I kind of wish that, because the Comanche don't have a, there's not a ton of dialogue in this film, really, except for between the brother and sister, uh, for the most part. You know, there's a little whatever. I wish that, you know, yeah, you could do some of that in English, because that's cool. At least we can hear it and understand it, because obviously the movie's not in English. But I wish some of that back stuff was talked in Comanche, yeah. and you just read subtitles. I mean, yeah. you could still have done it where the brother and sister, you know, we kind of understand that we're just yeah. kind of hearing whatever, almost as a dub. And everybody else, you get to hear, because I would have liked to see that in there, just like they did with the French. Right, right. Although with the French, we didn't get to see subtitles, which is fine. I don't yeah. need to see that. I Like you said, you get the picture that it's not good. <laughs> it's not yeah. good. You know, you, you can see with your eyes what's going <laughs> on, so you know it's not good, and you have that one character who can speak. I just thought that I would have liked it, because occasionally you did hear Comanche. Yeah. I would have just liked to hear it a little more just because I thought that they did such a good job that that would be it. It's not enough to ruin the movie. It's just a wish list. Right. Like if it was done Comanche and we had subtitles and then the English dub, if you wanted to skip that, would have been a different take, which is fine. The million dollar question is, did they, how many of them actually knew the Comanche language? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's probably why they did the double way. Because once again, we do know this. Everybody in the movie was native. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't necessarily all Comanche. Yeah. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? And I'm not knocking that at no, all. No, no, no. Like, I like, think it was great. Yeah. I think they did a great job. I think, like I said, the acting, I hope that um, uh, Amber Midthunder, who played Naru, gets yeah. a lot of roles. She was yeah. very good in this movie. I hope that leads to a good career for her. Uh, amongst other people, but I, I, for her specifically, I thought she knocked it out of the fucking park. I just, it's just a wish listing. Once again, it didn't really ruin the movie for me, but let's go to negatives. Diesel, did you have any negatives? Uh, the only negatives I have is, like I said earlier, with some of the visual effects. Overall, they were great, but it definitely had the not made for theater feel for some of the scenes. And I think if they wanted to do the theater run for it, they could have spent, you know, a couple extra million dollars. And I think word of mouth of this would have pleasantly spread and I think this would have been a huge success. Um but I think there was just a little bit of it looked like it was made for T V and I was like, oh, I kinda wish they would like cleaned a little bit of that up a little bit. More. I can agree with you there. Um 
I hate CG blood, as we all know. Yeah. And there was CG blood in this movie. Uh, that's like a big detraction from the bear scene. Is the bear the bear didn't look horrible. The bear itself looked okay. Like yeah. I'll agree with you, it wasn't like top tier Jurassic yeah. Park style, but it looked okay still. But the when the predator the, the, the money scene of the predator holding the bear and the blood rushing yeah. out of the bear and you know, making it so you can see the predator just covered in blood. I thought that the fake blood looked kinda eh. But that's because I hate CG yeah. blood. Yeah. And I, they do it too much in horror films and shit as yeah, well. I wish they go with more practical there. I mean, obviously, you can't practically have them fight a fucking grizzly bear. So, I mean, but you could have used some practical blood effects, yeah. Yeah. even with a fake bear. But did you have any negatives as well, Ron? Or no? Uh, l- l- little short. Another 15 minutes. I think the fight at the end should have been like 10 more minutes. Like, honestly, I think it would. But just, just me. By the way, in the fight at the end, did you guys catch it? I love this throwback. It was the reverse Arnold. The predator in the bog goes down and it comes back up slowly like Arnold yeah. does in the first movie when he's yeah. covered in mud so the predator can't see him. But it's that slow rise. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. There were so many cool little Easter eggs that they kind of chucked in there to go, hey, this is a predator movie, a predator origins movie that I really did enjoy. It. Oh, the flat out fact that the brother says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Oh, yeah. oh dude. <laughs> Such a good line. By the way, uh, Jesse Ventura, who is known to hate everything. Came out and supported this movie. Nice. Like, this movie's great. <laughs> nice. You guys should all love this movie. I love this movie. Uh, yeah, I think that that's like honestly, I have zero, like hardly any yeah. negatives for this movie. You're gonna find that out more in my scoring. But before we get to my scoring, we got to do the special edition version of time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. The rules are simple. It's the closest to the number without going over. Price is right rules, better known as. Except for the tiebreaker if there's needed. That is the closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties. Of course, Ron is on one hell of a winning streak. Can he continue that? Because it does count against your record, even though it's bonus. All right, are you ready? Diesel, because you are the challenger, you get to go first. IMDB, out of 10, using points, what did they give? Pray. I think I'm actually going to be a little low on this. I'm going to go with an even seven. Shit. Ron. You suck. Oh, you suck. You suck. You suck. Um, God damn you. I'm, I'm going to go six. So seven, six. And he's got it. It's got to be 7.2. Diesel gets the point. 7.3 out of 10. Ooh. By the way, 2.2 shorter than Bullet Train, which is weird for yeah. IDB. We'll see if that trend continues. Who knows? Ron, you get to go next. Out of 100%, Rotten Tomatoes, what was the score for Prey? 76. Diesel. Yeah, I think Rotten Tomatoes score is actually going to be a little higher. I'm going to go 80. Give you 76. Some wiggle room, not 80. Much. You know what? Your winner ah, and new champion. Diesel, 92% on Rotten oh, wow. Tomatoes. I would never have gone this that high. This was rocking 100% for a little while, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I, w- I would never have gone that high, though. There you go. Good shot. Now, can you get the flawless victory? Because Google users, out of 100%, Ron, or no, Diesel actually gets to go first still. Out of 100%, what did they give Prey? All I'm seeing online, like on Facebook, all the articles, everyone's raving about this. I think it's going to be high. 94. Ronald. 95. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Flawless victory. 
Diesel, 90%. <laughs> 90%. Yeah. You flawless victory. The rare flawless victory happens on the bonus, and you regain the throne. So good. congratulations, my good sir. Uh, there you go. But now it is time for us to give our scores. We're going to start with the nerd score, and then I'm going to give my critic score at the end of this. The nerd score is simple. It's out of five. There's different levels, depending upon where it falls. If, it gets a, if the first level, the one, is just no. That means don't go see this. This movie is terrible. It should never be consumed. Two is you've been warned. It means it's not quite terrible, but it's bad. It ain't good, and you shouldn't watch it. A three on the scale is, ah, it's good. That means it's an average to good movie. You could wait till it comes out at a service, which, of course, this already is. Or, you know, if it's just in passing, you don't need to rush to see it. If it's on and you're bored, you can watch it because it's good. It'll fill time. It's average to good. Then there's just take my money in the fourth slot. That means that this movie is good to great. You should watch it. You can feel comfortable paying for it in the theater. Feel comfortable about buying it in your collection. Spending money on it is not an object. You should watch this movie as soon as possible because it's a good to great film. And then, of course, the rarefied air for the, only the classics. Certified nerd. This is the rarefied air where things like Jaws and, and Jurassic Park live. This year, we've had unanimous decisions on ba The Batman and Spider-Man No Way Home and Certified Nerd. Those are the kind of movies that make it there and get there. Of course, those are just the unanimous ones. There's other movies that we've all voted on, like myself and Diesel voted Last Night in Soho as Certified Nerd and so on and so forth. So there is ones that we've voted on singularly or multiples, but we only give it a complete Certified Nerd if it's all of us. So with that being said, we're going to start with you, Ron. What is your nerd score for Prey? I'm probably the high one out of this one because I watched it twice and enjoyed it both times. I'm giving it certified nerd five star. I love this movie. Beautiful Diesel. I hope I'm not the only one. I hope I'm not the 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 the, the low one on this. I really enjoy this movie, but the fact that it is a predator movie, it was straight to streaming service. I don't think I can go above a four. I really enjoyed it, but it's not in that rarefied air of like the automatic classics. Four four is really good though. <laughs> You know what? I, th I think you, for once you're not alone. At the end of the day, there was certain things like the, the, the cheapening of effects and stuff that really kind of hurt it in my scoring and hurt it in whatever it's doing. So I ended up giving it a four. Just take my money. But a high four. Yeah. If yeah. this movie had a couple extra million dollars, they would have cleaned it up and put it on. If it was in the theater and they would have cleaned up just a couple things visually... This movie is a certified nerd movie. It is classic. And I don't blame you for no, yeah, that. Because yeah, yeah. I was so close to just saying certified nerd myself. If you guys both pick four, there's a possibility just to be the, <laughs> the contrarian. So I got one vote. <laughs> I might have certified nerd it. I'm going to throw that out. That's how no, close I, this movie yeah. is to a five for me. I just, you know, to have one of our voices say it. So I'm glad you did. But for me, that's what's going to be. And that's just with my critic score as well. My critic score, this movie, after seeing it, I was like, man, this movie's a nine, nine and a quarter, nine and a half kind of movie for me. And I then I had to think about it for a bit because obviously yeah. coming to the critic. And I dropped it to an eight and a half out of ten, okay. which is still phenomenal. And really what it came down to was it just missed some of the things. Once again, you literally dumped a million more dollars into the budget of like cleaning it up, what you would do for the silver screen. And this gets released in the theater. This movie is a nine to a nine and a half out of 10 all day twice on Sunday and I understand that that's kind of like a really weird critic score but you have to take that into account yeah. that there was times where the CG wasn't the best because it wasn't big screen CG it was small screen CG there was there was such a home run here that I hope when they do a sequel to this how, whether it's a direct sequel and we go back to the Comanche and we see that or whether it's just putting the Predator somewhere else in time because I think that's what they should do dude if this was the first time the Predator came to Earth 
go into all the different areas. Like, what do they do against like the samurai? What do they do? Against, like, that would be a cool premise. Like, right, right. Because that's what it, I'm saying. It but just dropped times. it off and went somewhere else. Maybe you dropped off a few with different continents. Yeah. Well, well, think about it. You do it like in China during the Boxer Rebellion. You do it in like you do it like in uh, feudal Japan. Maybe in World War II. Like, you drop this in different events. You know where they have to come out. You do it in France and during World War One in the trenches. So these people in the trench warfare fighting against other, you know, other forces also have to take on the predator and figure out how to. I think that there's so much you could do with just that. Yeah. That I don't really care where they go with the sequel as long as we get another sequel that's kind of in that vein. And I hope that time they put the little bit of extra money in and put it in the theater because. That could be promising. But even if we go back and do a direct sequel to this, I'm not mad. I would like to find out with the Predator getting that gun back and what the Predator has to do to get that gun back. Even if it's like a, they start there to get the gun back, you know, the first 20 minutes of the film and then go somewhere else. Yes. Go like Civil War or some, some crazy shit. You know what I mean? That's I would love to see that. Yeah. I would love to see that. So with that being said, eight and a half out of ten is still a great score. Yeah. It's a great movie, phenomenal, must watch in my opinion. Just misses out in my opinion on being certified nerd. Glad that Ron picked it because I'm glad one of us <laughs> did. But listen, I, I knew I was going to be the high one. Listen, this movie is worth it. Mwah, chef's kiss, beautiful. Out of the two movies I saw this week, obviously you can tell by my scores and how excited I am. Prey was my favorite of the two. I was super highly entertained over Bullet Train, but this movie not only was entertaining, it scratched that action itch, and it also gave us what we haven't had in forty almost forty years now, and that was a good Predator movie. Yeah, it's just shy of forty years. And it was kind of the inverse of Bullet Train, where Bullet Train has a stunning cast and a weak story. This one shows that you can just have a story with a. A unknown cast and have a hell of a fucking movie. Yeah. But to give them credit, an unknown cast that acted their asses <laughs> yeah. off. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I, I still think you need that. You can't just have anybody yeah. in this movie. You had some fucking amazing people who I hope get jobs and work in bigger movies because they deserve to. By the way, Dan Trachtenberg, his only other movie credit, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I know we all enjoyed and was an amazing movie. This is an amazing movie. Sign that motherfucker up for some movies. Marvel, hey, we got you, you like to go with the young unknown directors? Technically he's done two movies. Guess what? That's young and unknown enough. If if not, DC. You're building DC studios right now? Yeah. Hire this man to do a DC adaptation of a movie, because I'll tell you what, he's hitting home runs. Pick a darker story, because I feel like he's a darker yeah. story kind of guy, and you'll see a fucking home run. Mind you, this guy also co wrote the movie. And he also co wrote Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. So he's a writer, yeah. he's a producer, he's a director. And, man, kudos. Kudos to Dan Trachtenberg. Also, kudos to the actors. Like, all the way around. This is a big bucket of fucking win. Big bucket of win. So, with that being said, like I said, 8.5 out of 10. Two certified... Two, sorry. Two just take my monies and a certified nerd. You know this movie is goddamn good. Yeah. Go see it. Make sure you see it. If you haven't seen it already and listened to this, trust me, you could have this whole movie spoiled. We could have gone scene by scene with you, and you would still watch... Yeah. You, I'm telling you, this movie's that good that good with that being said though we're gonna pay some bills and scratch that bill itch we're gonna hit you with some shameless plugs if you can hear my voice even though this is a bonus episode you know there's still 3fm podcast proper this is the 3fm podcast channel we just like to hit you with some extras every once in a while so it's simple go to anywhere you get great podcasts throw 3fn in your search bar and booyah kasha, there we are. Remember, for everything, it's the number three, not the word three. Make sure you, while you're there, you smash that like or subscribe button so you can get our show delivered to you each and every w- week. No hassle, no muss, no fuss. And of course, while you're there, if you've done all those things, could you do us a favor? Hit that five-star rating so that way you can help that algorithm a little bit. It costs you nothing, and it means the world to us. 
go on to Facebook, type in that search bar, 3FN Podcast. There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. That's right. Uh, we are also on TikTok and Twitter at 3FN Podcast. And we're on Instagram at 3FN Pod. And remember, for all the social medias, whenever talking about the show, use that hashtag, 3FN Pod. But nerds, aliens versus predator was so much better. Well, tell us. 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, let's double down right here. Make sure you're following us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. We may not be doing 607TWS live every Monday anymore because of reasons, but we are still doing big after pay-per-view after shows and, of course, the movie nights and everything else that we drop on there. So you're going to want to follow us on there so you can get notified whenever we're going live. Also, while you're at it, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that at at patreon.com slash 3FNpodcast. Get a ton of extra bonus content. For as little as $1, can't beat that. Patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash 3FNPODCAST dot com. That's right. 3FNPodcast.com for all things 3FN. Also, you can find 607TWS located there. All the links to the social medias. The link to the T Public Store. The link to the Patreon. The link to the Twitch channel, as well as friends of the show, like the ODPH, because Ken M from the ODPH does 607TWS with me each and every week. You can also find out about the musical directory with like our friend Shot at the Robot Second Suitor and such. Make sure you check out those great bands on there. All the links are on there to take you to those great bands. And then of course, you have our local sponsors. You know what? They help us bring all of this, whether it's 3FN Podcast, the, the actual flagship show, or these bonus episodes, they make it possible to bring them to you commercial free. So we're going to give them a special shout out. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That's right. Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. Remember, when you need Magic the Gathering or gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web. DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the store, make sure to like their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them three pet nerds. And last but certainly not least, our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, going down August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs Casino. That's right, you're going to want to come meet the celebrities, check out the vendors, and have some fun at the panels and other shows we have planned for you there. And of course, the 3FN, we will be there as well. So you can come up and say hi and chat and all that great stuff with us on August 26th and 27th. For all the ticket information and event and uh, things about the event, make sure you visit SciFiHorrorFest.com. Well, that's going to do it for this bonus episode of the 3FN Podcast. More specific, the 3FN Movie Club. Hopefully you enjoyed our review of Prey. If you agree with us, let us know. If you disagree with us, let us know. But either way, I think that you're in for a big bucket of win when you watch Prey. With that being said, for myself, for Ron, for Diesel, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and later, nerds! Later. Deuces. Deuces.